we're here again. It's great to be here. It's a lovely day. Hopefully, when you're listening to this, my data on whether it's a lovely day for you, dear listener, is incomplete. But I have faith that the clouds are real fluffy. They got that weird white sheen that video games really nailed in like the Far Cry 4 era. You know, you look mm. look up in the sky and those clouds are just real, just straight up real clouds in, in your just, video game now. They've just taken a photo of the clouds. What game has the best video game clouds? Ooh, that's a great question. Witcher 3 pops into my head. That mm. game has some pretty great vistas and I remember the clouds uh, certainly popping with, with that aforementioned sheen. Uh, I got uh, um, Red Dead Redemption 2 some pretty amazing uh, skies and clouds okay yeah i I'll, I'll have to trust you on that one i haven't gotten mm-hmm. around to the old red dead 2 but yeah as far as i know that's that's quite a realistic game yes 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 um, um journey has some cool clouds oh journey has some good clouds see i was going uh indie in my thoughts just then and i was like you know minecraft has some pretty great clouds yeah they do yeah like when the sun's setting or rising Mm. it's some nice you know whatever they call it Rayleigh scattering is that what that's called when the light comes through the clouds i'll take it i'll take it like dappling do you mean Nah, dappling's when light hits leaves and then shine like you get the shapes on the ground isn't that what dappling is yeah yeah I was I was hoping dappling accounted for the interstices between the leaves, but uh, no, you are correct. Yeah. There's another word for like when it's like a camera obscura effect. It basically takes photos of the leaves and throws them onto the floor because of the <laughs> way that the, the like holes in the leaves is making like a tiny lens effect. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I know that effect and it makes the like it kind of covers almost the entire leaf with its brightness even though it's like a little pinprick yeah yeah it's cool stuff anyway this is the science podcast oh yeah we're very sciencey right now i'm about to hit you with some empirical data um i have played bone razor minions for 25 <laughs> hours oh and I've owned it for six days. <laughs> oh, do the math, do the math. How oh, many a day? Oh, I don't know. But it's just broken. It's broken. Okay. I'm so addicted. I yeah. like... So, Bone Razor Minions is the evolution of Vampire Survivors. Right. Uh, this this game has a little bit more gameplay than Vampire Survivors, um, but it has just a little bit more of everything, you know? It's got all these, like upgradey elements it's got more animations the art style is kind of a little bit more developed it's it's just kind of better in every way uh and yeah i'm just fucking addicted dude when i when i blink it's not even when i close my eyes Uh. (laughs) i I see the bones coming into like a circle in the middle of my vision not the bones. There was oh, a game on that list of wishlist games that is similar to that. Um, mm. Yeah, T- Halls of Torment is the one that mm. I was looking at, yeah. Ooh, okay. Well, I might check Halls of Torment out because, yeah, it turns out I'm really into this. I was really into Vampire Survivors mm. and uh, this kind of just gives me everything that I wanted more out of Vampire Survivors, if that makes sense. Yes, and, yes. And, and mad props, you know, Vampire Survivors was the first of, of that particular genre and it is really genius how there's only one button, you know, you just yeah. move around. Um, th- this is definitely a more complex game, um, but holy shit, it's, it's got me. It's got me good. And mm. part of the reason it's got me is because I'm playing on Steam Deck. Wah, wah, wah. And uh, yeah... Man, I, I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago that I was selling, like, my old Pokemon stuff, my old Pokemon yeah. games. Turns out Pokemon games are worth fuckloads of money. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I yeah. sold my old Pokemon stuff, and I sold my Nintendo Switch, and that equaled an OLED Steam Deck. Yeah, and, hell yeah. And, uh, you know, this is a device that I cannot recommend to anybody. Because 
you've got you've got to be out of your mind to spend a thousand dollars on a device like this right yeah. this 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 just happened to line up so that i could kind of trade away some video game related stuff that i wasn't using anymore and it equated to a steam deck but yep. if you're if you're sitting there at your nine to five and you're saving for a steam deck you got to put that money somewhere else. There's surely yeah. better things you can do with $1,000. How much is a Steam... Like, I know you basically can't buy them in Australia, um, mm. but are they $1,000 for pop Steam Deck OLEDs? Yeah, so this one was $1,080, including shipping. Yeah, and right. and uh, because, like you say, that it's not properly released in Australia, you're taking a big risk. There's no warranty. There's no... You know, there's no backup if, if things go south. Um, but so far, it's it's worked a treat. And, uh, yeah, the, the uh, I don't know, the, the premiumness of, of the Steam Deck, especially coming from a Nintendo Switch, it's, mm. it's, a, it's a powerful little guy, you know? You know, yeah. we're, all, we're all little guys, and the, <laughs> the Steam Deck is, is a powerful little guy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I just am really excited to finally have access to weird PC games. Mm. Um, but I just can't stop playing Bone Razor. Like I've yeah, got all yeah. this stuff I need to set up, but as soon as I bought it, I logged in and bought Bone Razor. And like <laughs> the, the dock is still in its wrapping, you know, yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I just fucking, and it's cool. That's cool. Like I am a big gear kind of slut right like sometimes (laughs) if you will yeah i i really i i i can get so far into the gear that i forget what it's used for and uh this is this is the opposite this isn't like i've bought a deck and i'm like adding games to my library and i've got my you know tv set up all nice this is like i bought a deck and i've just been playing it non-stop so that that feels pretty good you bought a what's it called bone <laughs> bone razor minions but Bo- you bought a bone razor minions machine basically i did i did and and shout out uh to myself i am number three in the in world the world yes. <laughs> right after, now yeah. on the bone razor after, like a few days of having bone razor in your hands i, I um, should i should say though that the way the leaderboards work in bone razor is per character Um, so there's like one character where i'm 14th in the world one character i'm eighth but yeah one one character i am third and i'm uh, i'm coming for first and is that character the one you plan on getting first with the your main squeeze Mm, no i got a couple of main squeezes and that's the other good thing about bone razor minions joe like you go deep and <laughs> there's more there. You know mm. how, like, I mean, that kind of frustrated me about Vampire Survivors. You know, that 30-minute timer runs out and death appears. And unless you've done the specific things to move to the next stage, you just immediately die. Yeah. But with Bone Razor, like, the, the harder it gets, the deeper you have to have like an understanding of the mechanics and you know like all these artifacts around movement versus damage versus like minion recreation and all this stuff and it's just like it's so satisfying when you get into a game on like the surface level and then you're like actually i'm gonna pour my soul into (laughs) the bubbling cauldron of bone razor and uh you know you bring the spoon to your lips and it's tasty it it turns out (laughs) it it turns out out that the that they've gone real hard on on the maths behind bone razor that uh that bone razor maths is uh supreme who put you onto bone razor um so this is a a, a james stephanie sterling oh, recommendation nice. so they did their top five video like a week or two ago mm. and uh yeah they always they always pick something that really appeals to me and it felt especially impactful coming from them because they did all the writing for Vampire Survivors. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And they were like, look, obviously I am biased to Vampire Survivors, but Bone Razor is kind of better. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, wow. oh, shit, all right. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, what am I trying to say here? Uh, I can't wait to play it. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh i've got a few other i've got a, i've been playing um a couple games actually as well hit me i wanna i wanna hear about it i'm so glad you just let me go there i i just went complete fugue state no idea no. how long i was talking but uh yeah there's there's it's... a there's a bone razor in us all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean i i'm keen to play i don't know when i'll get get to it but i'm it's definitely on the list now for sure mm. um yes 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 uh i've been playing uh a whole heap of escape from from tarkov oh I'm, no shit i'm back in on on the on that machine um yeah it's cool they they've uh they finished the like they do a wipe every i don't know how often it is but they like reset the whole game every like couple of times a year oh yeah that's right and you you like because it's really important to like maintain good items in that game right so that's like a big deal uh i mean you can probably just show up at the end and still play it or whatever but like yeah there's people if you show up at the end of wipe that are just like using all their best gear and mm. god moding around the map and you're just like oh fuck i can't i can't i can't be out here with these freaks <laughs> uh, so but yeah no it's been it's been cool um that game, that game has a lot to give as well, you know? There's just, like, there's a whole marketplace in there that you can buy and sell stuff on. There's, like, mm -hmm. all these traders that have all these quests that I barely messed with the first time I was, well, last time I was playing it. Right. Um, and the quests are kind of interesting. Like, they're all pretty varied. You know, it'll be, like, kill, like, six scavs in, or six, you know, NPCs in this one area of the map. And then another one will be, like, put a thing on this tank and you got to guard it for 60 minutes. Um and other ones are like, just go here and find this thing, you know, like go and find this thing in the map. Right. Um, and I've been playing the new map called, it's not called Streets, it's called something else. But yeah, I've been playing the new map. Um, it's pretty cool. It's like a bit smaller than some of their other ones. Like they've got some really big, big boy maps that you can just get lost in. Um, right. But this one, I've kind of already figured out a way around for the most part, which is always cool. And there's no, like, there's no map in the game, you know? Like, you can't, like, press M to bring up where you are. Or oh, really? Yeah. So I've got, like, my, my second monitor has, like, a map of the level that I'm in on it. And you have to try and, like, figure out where you are based on, like, landmarks and stuff. Oh, no shit. That's... Yeah. So if you only had one, one monitor, would you not, like, have access to any map information? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you probably could, like, alt-tab over to, over to another map or put, like, a little map on your phone or something, I guess, if you are desperate. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you can also just wander around and hope that you find your way out. That's the other thing, right? It's like an extract shooter, so you have to, like, run around, collect stuff, and make it out of the map without getting killed. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, the map also shows where the ex uh, extracts are. Sick. And so, yeah, pop into the map. There's a bunch of extracts on, on, your, on your list that you can go to, and then... Yeah, you kind of got to learn where they are. And once you learn where they all are, you're kind of home free. Then you don't really need the map anymore. And you can kind of just like, you know, make your way around on your own. Hell yeah. Uh, and I like that about a video game, you know, like it's cool when a place or when a game has like a sense of place, you know, mm. like there's no, you're not just following like a marker or anything like that. You are actually like learning landmarks and where to go and where not to go. And um, in this map that I was playing the other night, um, just exploring this like, I don't know, it was like an old car dealership or something. And uh, I just walked on a landmine and died. And I was like, well, okay, I know never to go into that car dealership again. There's landmines in there. Oh, my uh, God. And so that was, that's pretty cool, you know? It's like teaches you stuff like that. It's very unforgiving, but uh, I kind of kind of have been digging that vibe recently. Fuck, yeah. That's awesome. Is this a, uh, is this a PC game, Joe? It is, yes. It's not on Steam. It actually has its own launcher, which is the only game that is launchable from that launcher. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it is a PC game. I don't know if it would run on um, Steam Deck. I'd have to have a Google. Yeah, yeah, look, I think the the, uh, the Steam Deck's capacity to run things is is deep, and I, I have only skimmed the surface. Um, but yeah, there's, there's like a, a desktop mode that you can boot into, um, mm. where you can, you know, basically run it like a PC, but it is running on Linux. So yeah, yeah I'm, right. I'm not sure if, if that's a, that's a Tarkov no go. Yes. Um, apparently it's complicated at a, at a cursory Google search, mm. uh, 
first result was no. And then I scrolled down a little bit and they were like, well, sort of. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it probably involves like getting like a Windows uh, virtual machine or something. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm a console slob. I'll I'll spend a little bit of time trying to figure something out, but otherwise I'll just boot up Bone Razor. You know, it's right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else have you been playing? Uh, I mean, I played a little bit of Lethal Company with you the other day, which is pretty cool. Oh, that was fucking sick. Yeah, I have actually been playing quite a few games this week, and mm. uh, that was really, really cool. So... This is the game that I kept getting confused with the finals. Oh, yes. Live on the air. This is very different <laughs> to the finals. This is like a, a weird co-op horror game that, that is really enjoyable. But Lethal Company, like the name makes sense once you've played it, but it's a terrible yes. name. It's yeah, just a yeah. shocker of a name. Yes, it doesn't really stick in the mind, you know? Like no. Hunt, Hunt Showdown, that, that sticks in the mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boulder's Gate, that sticks in the mind. That sticks Lethal in the mind. Lethal Company, that's slippery. That's slippery. That's that's like uh, uh, Vaseline in, in, mm. in, the, in the cerebral cortex right there. You know what I'm saying? I do, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, other than that, not a whole lot. Hey, maybe a little bit of the finals here and there, but uh, for the most part, just Tarkov. It's been wow. slumming it, slumming it in Tarkov. Yeah, sick. We love that. We love yeah. when you slum it in Tarkov and tell us. That's what we're here for. Hell yeah. Oh, and a little bit of the Game Club game, which we're probably going to get, we're definitely going to get to later. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Probably. Yeah. I mean, maybe just a quick bit of housekeeping. Mm. Uh, this month's Game Club game was Rollerdrome, which is a yeah. great name for a video game. That's that's sticky like Velcro, the right kind. Um and uh, we'll announce next month's Game Club game at the end of the episode, but just want to shout out our 100th episode, which is coming up. Oh, we're going we're gonna to do some art. You can win that art. To win, you just need to send us an email at itsalmosttheweekendpod at gmail.com. Uh, I also have some like art books that I'm gonna give away. Oh. I've got I've got some art books for like Child of Light, which is that oh, like re- yeah. really beautiful RPG from ten years ago. God, <laughs> Maybe even, more. Don't say that. Don't. Say that. <laughs> uh, and and a couple of other art books that I can't remember. Oh, I got a really nice hardcover of Bioshock Infinite art book. That's uh, you know that that's going to someone's pocket. So it's public. How do you want to do those particular giveaways? Are they, we're going to sort of give them away throughout the episode and then the final giveaway will be the painting or, and how do you enter to win those items? So you just send us an email at the aforementioned email address. Could be about anything. You can send us a topic you want us to talk about or, uh, you know, whatever. Um, and you go in the draw and we'll, we'll just write all the names down that have sent us an email. Uh, and we'll pull them out of a hat as we go. You know, like okay. every 15 minutes, just pull a name out. Bam. Child of Light art book. It's coming your way. Coming so your and way. so. Yeah, nice. So my mum was asking me. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> how do I enter to win the painting? And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Here's how you uh, you got to send us an email. So we're going to get an email from my mum at some point. That's fucking sick. Yeah. I love that. Shout out. Shout out my mum. Yeah, I nearly just doxed your mum, but yeah, I, I pulled yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I did too. Um, yeah, so you never know. My mum might win a steel hard copy version of the Bioshock Infinite uh, art book. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Also, if uh, you want to send us an email, maybe you should send us an email about what we're going to paint or draw because, like, we also haven't decided that, right? No, but I have some ideas as to how what we could do. You know, like I've got a couple. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not going in blind. Is what I'm saying about it. Right, you got a couple of pots simmering on the stove. Yeah, there. yeah, 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 yeah. Just so it's not like complete mess when we go to. <laughs> Although it will be a mess, but it won't be like, you know, it won't be my painting with a tiny Darian scribble in the corner. It'll be our painting. Is what the goal is. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're putting implements in my hand. The results could be dangerous. I uh, can't wait. Uh, cool. I guess the last thing about that is if you have sent us an email in the last six months, you will just go into the draw. Um, 
so I guess there's a bit of an opt-out situation. If you don't want to win, then send us an email saying, get fucked, Joe and Daz. If it's that person who rated mm. us like two stars or whatever, I would love to hear from you. Please send us an email. I think uh, <laughs> I think you're so brave. Um, <laughs> that so condescending. Yeah. <laughs> you're so brave. Uh, yeah. The And speaking of the email, it is... It's almost the weekend pod at gmail.com. No punctuation space capitalization. Even though does capitalization matter in an email? It doesn't matter. Doesn't never matter. Mattered. Yeah, it never yeah. mattered. What a system we have on our hands. <laughs> uh hell yeah. Well I got a I got a couple of uh chicken bones with some chicken flesh on bones. <laughs> oh so I've I've got some chicken for you. <laughs> yeah, nice. I got some bones with flesh on it as well. Why don't you uh Oh, you hear me? Okay. With your first fleshy bone. All right. Here's the first uh, fleshy nug. We got the Until Dawn movie in production, baby. Oh, nice. Who's directing? Oh, directing? I can't tell you right now, okay. but I can tell you who is writing the screenplay. Mm. And it's uh, Gary Dabberman, who is a bit of a horror franchise writer. He oh, nice. wrote the screenplays for It for Annabelle, The Nun, um, and while your opinions on these movies may, may vary, they have been financial hits. Yes. Um, so Gary Dabberman is a good name. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's exciting to see. Until Dawn definitely lends itself towards the movie sphere. I yes. mean, it had Rami Malek as yeah, like... Yeah. The main character, Peter Stormare, was like the psychologist asking you, oh. "Are you afraid of uh, afraid of spiders or lightning or whatever?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And then, 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 they never came up again. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was to determine like how the game scared you. You know, if you said you were scared of spiders, then there were definitely parts of the game where oh, you really? saw spiders. I don't remember As that happening. As I understand it, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't remember either, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I got some movie-related news. Oh, yeah. So, remember the Minecraft movie? Oh, yeah, fuck. Who did we say had been cast? Was it um, Jason Momoa? Uh, yes, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge has just been cast in the live-action Minecraft movie. Ah, that name rings a bell. Who is Jennifer Coolidge? She was, oh my God, she's been in a lot of stuff. Um, but okay. she was probably most famously in, um, oh, American Pie. Oh, fuck. I, yeah, I don't know if I've seen the American Pies. Oh, what? <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, like, I definitely, there's a character called, like, Stifler from those yeah, movies yeah I, i've definitely seen a clip of stifler i think but i don't actually think i've seen those movies no way we gotta watch american pie the the first and second ones i remember being quite good i mean no good they're, they're like silly teen movies there was a whole you know not another teen movie was made after uh, as a result of the american pie movies right yeah no this is this is way out of my ballpark i'd be keen yeah hell yeah she was in Legally Blonde. Um, she was in a movie oh, called yeah. The White Lotus uh, in the Cinderella story. She's in a lot of these, you know, chick flick sort of things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's got this fantastic voice, you know, and like appearance. She's like, you know, blonde, big lips, um, sort of like a mother-esque looking lady. Um, and she's, yeah, she's great. I don't know who, what she's going to play, but I'm keen to see who she, you know, what... <laughs> What creature and or character she ends up embodying in Minecraft. Yeah, I mean, we don't even know if this is live action or animated. Like, it's... No, it says live action. I think it's a live action movie. Oh my God, it's live action. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. I was going to do a Coolidge impression, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I decided <laughs> against it. I've already, like midway through when I was rambling just then, I was like, maybe I should try and say she sounds like this, but I, I decided not to do it. <laughs> people who know the american pie movies are very sad right now no oh, that's too bad um <laughs> you got any more news for me yeah yeah i got i got a couple of bits uh i mean this next one i reckon you're going to cover it's just been impossible to avoid it yeah um but the one factoid that i wanted to uh put the microscope over 
uh, was regarding a game called Pal World. Oh, God. I actually don't have this in my list, but yes, go on. Okay. So Pal World is like a, a big uh, game. I guess you it's, you would call it a Pokemon-like, maybe. A, you a know, big it's just, game. Yeah. <laughs> you, you collect monsters. And it's Pokemon with guns. Pokemon with guns, right. Yeah. Um, and, and this game uh, is in early access. And yeah. despite that, it sold 3 million copies in 47 oh hours. God. And I just wanted to draw attention to that because whenever we talk about the success of a video game, like, uh, you know, Stray sold a million copies in a week or... Um, uh, you know, Cult of the Lamb uh, sold a million copies in like four or five months or something like that. And that's yeah. just such a huge success. Yeah. And so for, for a game to come out that I, I watched the trailer and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like you, I, I couldn't quite tell what the, the loop was, but there's this one scene where you know i could tell i could tell that you collect monsters and there's this one scene where you're putting the monsters to work in a factory and they're making like ak-47s and i was just like that's fucking hilarious (laughs) like i was was Uh... like that is that's happening that's that's happening um so yeah i i really enjoyed that aspect of it but uh yeah, it, it seems like it's kind of like uh, that Pokemon game Arceus. Yeah. Uh, as in you, you walk around finding monsters, but instead of like throwing Pokeballs at them, you shoot them with that game on Oh, sevens. my God. <laughs> so there's a lot to this story. Um, oh, no. Uh, have I opened Pandora's box? No, maybe not Pandora's box, but you've definitely opened like Pandora's little brother's box. (laughs) (laughs) Pandora's little brother's (laughs) fucking domesticized family home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a whole bunch of them. Um, So I guess where to start with Power World? Yeah, it's sold. It's sold a lot. Uh, Extremely high numbers, and I don't exactly know why. You know, come on. Yeah, have been, you seen the trailer? I have, you know. I, I, I've known about this game for a long time. At first oh, I thought right. it was a, a joke. I thought it was like a meme. And then it was like, oh no, this game's actually coming out. Mm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's kind of been on my radar. I thought it would sort of like come out in early access and, you know, what, a couple hundred thousand people would play it and would just flop. Mm. Um, but I think it's done this thing that some modern video games do these days when we talk about like modern release video games where mm-hmm. they manage to like capture a bunch of like i don't know influencer and like early adopter and like i don't know general memers attention really early right. and yep. like uh, as a result it's just like meteored its way right to the tippy top of like one of the most downloaded games of all time mm. um, mm-hmm. uh, and i i still i mean it's pokemon with guns and it's like a survival crafting you know there's there's a million games out there like this that have this kind of loop right where you like go around and you chop a tree and you build a hut it's like minecraft you know you you survival but Um, but that's that's the thing it's like all of the most popular genres in one game yeah like I i after i watched the trailer i was like there's no way this was ever going to fail you know it's got pokemon and guns and it's an open world and like is it online it's probably online yeah yeah it's co-op yeah uh you know it's it's just like it's the game we all dreamed about when we were like eight years old playing pokemon and loving it but being like man imagine if you could like walk down our own street in pokemon (laughs) yes And, and it's like it's it's gonna be like that and it's you know it's only an early access and it's it's a huge hit um, do we know anything about like the studio or yes. anything like that? So that's where I was heading next. Um, oh God, that sounds ominous. Your tone is, a, is ominous. It is a little ominous. Um, so obviously this game has a lot of similarities visually to Pokemon, um, especially mm-hmm. like the more, more modern 3d Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been some folks comparing, like doing like downloads of the models from Pal World and cross-referencing them against, models from recent Pokemon games and just mm-hmm. showing the similarities. 
And obviously, I think there's some thing coming down the pipe towards the developer called Pocket Pair um, mm-hmm. from Nintendo or from whoever owns Pokemon to talk to have at least have a conversation with them. Um, right. I don't know whether or not it'll end in a lawsuit, but yeah, it's pretty crazy that they've managed to release this game that has like a fucking Raichu on the front cover. Um, <laughs> yeah. So if I can, if I can just tippy toe yeah, uh, up onto my trademark high horse, off you go. Um, something that, and and again, this is from all my information comes from a three minute trailer. Mm. I mean, I obviously. Uh, saw the article around copies sold and that kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah. most of my information about this game comes from a three-minute trailer. And uh, when you look at it, it's it's very clear where it takes its inspiration from when it comes to the design of these monsters. However, uh, Pokemon often uh, takes the design of Japanese yokai, which are yeah. like basically Japanese folklore monsters, and, and copies them. Mm. And as as far as I know, you can't really copyright like folklore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, if there's a, a a folklore monster that looks like Raichu, uh, Game Freak can copy that for Pokemon, and uh, these guys can copy it for Pal World, and and you can get away with it. So, yeah. I I think if the Pal World developers are onto it, they they're going to be able to justify every design. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they are, but I just wanted to throw that out there that if they've put a lot of thought into this, then they could get away scot-free. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, like I said, I, I think at the very least there's going to be some serious conversation had between the two companies. Yeah. Um, th- speaking of the companies, I just did a speaking of shooting right in the face. <laughs> uh, they are currently developing a game called uh, Nevergrave. Um which looks exactly like Hollow Knight. It has so many similarities and visual like hearkenings to right. the Hollow Knight game. And one can't help but think they're trying to capture the Silk Song hype and release something before <laughs> Silk Song comes out because it's supposed to come out in Q1 of this year. Um, Silk Song, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I can send you a picture if you like, and you can tell me what you think of this. <laughs> yeah i uh i mean yeah the the silk song devs are obviously as, as slash the hollow knight devs they're they're just enjoying themselves at this point like mm. they just obviously have the time and the capacity to be able to chisel this thing as as much as they like um and so what is this game called never never die never grave never grave um yeah so i'm looking at some screenshots that joe just sent through and it is very much hollow knight like inspired like it's it's ridiculous that is actually pretty extreme yeah that 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 is very interesting yeah um but you know it it wouldn't have been the first time and the the thing is like when you copy a masterpiece all you've got is a copy you know what i'm saying like you know if they're a business and they're just trying to make money this might work and they might make money but uh in 20 years no one's going to be talking about this instead of holy night yeah i mean who knows but if there's like a similar thing to be said about like pal world you know like in 20 years i have people have forgotten pokemon and all they talk about now is pal world that like, would be sick that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> no um, i don't know yeah so yeah that, this, i was who was it there was this famous author who was talking a lot about how like uh we're already running over time this author was talking about how like um (laughs) people aren't necessarily remembered for um doing something great if they're not the first ones to do it you know so it's like the the innovators and inventors are the true like celebrated people in the world Mm -hmm. Uh, the person who first came up with this or the person who first made something that does this you know um Mm. and then even though another person may have created the same thing in complete isolation if they if they come out with that thing two weeks or a year or whatever it is after that person who mm. made it originally it's like oh this is just a copy of that and mm-hmm. so there's like there's something in there to do with power world and Nevergrave. um but i also think that maybe they're just like doing the um doing a bit of a dodgy <laughs> and just like i mean it's not necessarily a dodgy but who knows like maybe there are some ripped assets from pokemon games and like the the, the hollow knight one is pretty egregious so i don't know 
Uh, <laughs> don't yeah. don't plagiarize, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, rip ripped assets is a big deal. That's yeah. that's definitely doing a dodgy. If they're if they're ripping assets, there's no there's no amount of protection that can stop the Nintendo warlords of lawsuits over there. Yeah, uh, I have some more news. <laughs> oh, great. It's some small news, um, so we can move on pretty quickly. Uh, Solid Snake is coming to Fortnite. <laughs> Did you see this? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I can't believe he's not there already. Yeah, he's a skin you can get in Fortnite. There's a bunch of um, accessories, you know, like the little Mark II Metal Gear, the little one from Metal Gear Solid 4 mm-hmm. is in it. Um, there's a glider, which is from, you know, Metal Gear Solid 4 as well, the beauty that flies around on the wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, few other things a knife that you can get uh that's that's solid snake theme you can play as uh snake he looks like he's from metal gear solid 3 and there's also an alternative version of the skin which is old snake um so go ahead and play fortnite and play as i'm probably gonna fucking play fortnite just to get this skin i'll be honest (laughs) see this is this is how it starts and like you look at power world and it's just gta times fortnite times pokemon I mean, <laughs> that thing is going to be popular. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the question then is, it's, it's like, why doesn't everyone just like multi- force multiply all of the popular things? Well, that's right. I mean, it's it's kind of, you know, uh, it's good business sense, but it it's not exactly going to sate creative people, I would yeah. imagine. I think, like, yeah, I'm sure, uh, yeah, whatever. I don't know. Maybe just my lack of interest in Power World is kind of showing here pretty badly. But, like, <laughs> I, like, I feel like there's a bunch of games that do a similar force multiplication of really successful games these days and see mm-hmm. zero success. There's something mm-hmm. that hap- has happened, which has, happens more and more these days with, mm-hmm. like, modern release video games where they happen to just, like, get some weird you know, lightning in a bottle press cycle where stuff happens for them and then they suddenly become as big as Power World. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's necessarily to do anything to do with the fact that it's, I mean, obviously there is something to do with the fact that it's Pokemon X GTA, but, Mm. you know, that's not the only thing at play play here. And so Mm. I don't really know where I'm going with that. Anyway, final piece of news (laughs) is a sad one. Oh, (laughs) 23 (laughs) days into 2024. This is a headline from Kotaku, Zach Zweizen published this 12 hours ago. 23 days into 2024 and 3,800 plus video game layoffs have been announced, uh, which is crazy. The most recent set of layoffs was from Riot Games, uh, which is a bit of a sad one. That's the the League of Legends guy, uh, team, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, they League of Legends. And uh, I mean, they're kind of responsible for Arcane as well, even though they didn't animate it. Right. It's their, it's their property. Mm-hmm. Um, 530 people let go from uh, Riot Games the other day yesterday the day before and that's 11 percent of its total workforce Fuck. So a lot of people uh let go uh, yeah that's pretty sad yeah that's huge um, i was reading though uh they got some pretty good severance package you know they got six months salary uh they got a cash right. bonus for the bonus that they would normally get at the end of the year based on performance they just get that mm-hmm. um they get to keep their health benefits for a period of time uh, they get a work laptop. Obviously, they have to return their work PCs, but the work uh, right will loan them a laptop for a period of time. Right. Um, a bunch of other stuff here as well, which is pretty good to see. You know, like good big companies, like you know, even though they're letting go heaps of people, uh, uh, you know, softening the blow, making it not like you're just being kicked out on your ass, even though technically you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all the news I've got. Well, that was. A diverse box of chicken oh that you just God. served up. Yeah, we we brought the we brought all flavors of chicken this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a there was a particular spice to some of those entries, which will linger. Oh, I've got a I've got a bit of pal like a brief pal news. <laughs> pal world he news here. He can't let go. Folks. I can't, he can't help let myself. It go. But a modder has somehow already modded Pokemon into Pal World, so replaced all the pals with Pokemon. And you know, the player character with Ash Ketchum, and they've got a quote here saying, <laughs> Nintendo has come for me, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, <sighs> I just love that quote. It's, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> like, Nintendo great. has come for me. <laughs> uh, so good. 
Anyway, you want to talk about some Rollerdrome? I want to talk about some Rollerdrome. Um, so I think we've kind of uh, dropped the ball a bit. You had this great idea a couple of months back where before we get into our spiels, oh, yeah. we, we explain the game a little bit just to yeah. give some context. And I think that's a really good idea here. Let's do it again. Um, cool. So this was my pick um, for January, the first Game Club game of 2024. Uh, and I heard Mark Brown from Game Maker's Toolkit talk about this game, and it looked really cool. I saw the game jam, and then that developer got a big budget, and uh, it really shows in any of the press you see for Rollerdrome. The art pops right off the screen into your juicy retinas. Mm -hmm. uh, and, yeah, so this is a game where it's basically Tony Hawk's uh, meets like Call of Duty in an arcade setting. So you are on roller skates mm -hmm. and you have an arsenal of weapons and you have a bunch of baddies to kill. And when you run out of ammo, you need to do tricks to replenish the ammo. And uh, yeah, there are a bunch of mechanics that give you damage bonuses and the levels uh kind of really high contrast uh pleasure domes Ooh. and you you just you just skate around shooting bad guys and, and that's kind of the game yeah um yeah it has like fairly rudimentary controls you know like you're not mm -hmm. like doing a bunch of crazy like what would you call them bayonetta style inputs it's just like oh, it's, yeah it's like sure. tony hawk you know it's like left up uh, square or triangle whatever it is or yeah. just even like left triangle or left square um the the combos and tricks and stuff are super duper easy to pull off if you know what you're trying to do yeah um, there's not even like a like accelerate or decelerate you just sort of push forwards to go faster until you hit a max speed and then you just stay at that max speed so there's not mm -hmm. like a it's not like you're like managing your speed a lot you're kind of just like going a lot of yep. the time in this game you're just kind of going um, yeah so that's pretty cool um what else is there to say like mechanically about this um, um well maybe i i feel like that that's a decent amount of context maybe we should get into the spiels and then the nitty-gritty nitty because there yeah. are there are some mechanics that will need explaining and uh yeah yep all right who goes first um Look, maybe I'll go first. Maybe we'll take the, you know, if you if you pick the game, you uh, you, go you, first. you do Ooh. the inaugural spiel. I like that rule. Yep. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Rollerdrome serves up the ultimate modern video game sandwich to your sopping gamer jaw. It has the ham of tight controls, the salsa of accessibility options, and the art style of that crunchy iceberg that sends ripples of pleasure down your meagre spine. <laughs> the co the yes. core of this sandwich is juicy, like good food at a wedding. You're there, to, you're there to embrace the matrimony of others, but if there's good food, well, let me pile up my plate, pod husbando. Um, yeah, look, entering a state of flow in this game feels marvellous. It's exactly what I wanted. I got a couple of short levels to learn the ropes and then a sharp difficulty curve to test my skills. Mm -hmm. uh, my highest combo was over 1 million. Whoa. There, there was a challenge that read, finish the level in one combo. And folks, I nearly got there. I oh. nearly grazed the nose hairs of God with my slippery skates, but alas, I could not reach those heights. I enjoyed trying, and seeing the credits roll after only a handful of hours was a true delight. There was little bloat. It was mostly a good game. 2024 Game Club better than mid. Let's go! <laughs> Very good. Uh, that's yeah, that's great it. writer, man. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, had a great time. And I have to say, I really want to draw attention to that, like, modern video game experience because and this is the same with bone razor if there's a, th a thing about a video game i don't like and that game is an indie game and it came out recently i can just go and change it and it's it's wild how deep some of the settings are oh. so i got to the point where this game where 
um, you know, it's it's not a huge game. There's maybe like, oh. I don't know, 12, 13 levels. Yeah. And the levels are broken up into tiers. And how you progress is that you need to complete a certain amount of challenges to go to the next tier. Mm-hmm. And the challenges are just like out of uh, Tony Hawk's. You know, it'll be like, do a nose, like kill someone while you're doing a nose grind. Um, uh, don't fall down the gap, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I just got to the point where I was on the second tier and I, I did a bunch of the challenges and had a good time. But then I was looking at all the challenges and I'm like, ah, oh, none of those interest me. Uh, I, I want to turn the challenges off. And I just went to options. Oh, and turned, you can turn them off. Just turn that shit right off. Oh, and, I never did that. And so this game for me just became like a high score thing. Right. You know, if you completed the level, you you went to the next level. Yeah. And uh, I, be, because I wasn't that interested in the challenges, I got to focus on like the score and doing combos. And I just love that modern games have more options like that, where it's just like, ooh, I can see a portion of this game that really appeals to me if I can just like use the options to highlight that portion this is going to be great and i could do that yeah that's awesome i will say i I did look in the options but i didn't go searching in the same way that you did i looked Mm. for some audio stuff so i sort of missed that it would have been cool to do that though i recommend you know if if doing challenges is your thing then that's cool to leave on but if if i hadn't known about it then yeah hell yeah i would have turned that off as well Mm, yeah and like they had you know everything there like infinite ammo infinite health you know like mm. you could all the accessibility oh it's so cool i love yeah. that i love this new thing where it's just like you know if a game is too hard or yeah like i said if there's a portion of the game that you like or don't like you can just isolate it yeah that's good all right you want to hear my spiel i absolutely do okay here we go roller drum asks what if doom but on roller skates <laughs> From the outset, Rollerdrome makes no apologies. Its tutorials are jammed in your face as if you as if you were to say, we tested this, and unless you're told, you never work it out properly. <laughs> it's the force you to learn style tutorial that had Metal Gear Rising had many more players would have finished that game. Mm. This game slaps. It's like a steady flow of crack delivered by an endless flow of laser vision, perfect aim Uber drivers right into your mouth and eye holes. <laughs> The music could be louder by default. It's a twitchy sequenced synth vibescape. It grind, uh, it grins ear to ear, showing off Night City punkish teeth. The definition of a hidden gem, Rollerdrome, is unashamed of its apparent simplicity. There's no scant leavings of ideas left on the table. You skate, you shoot, you score attack with a combo that must be kept high. There's a list of tasks to do in each level. They are optional, but fun to try and make happen. When I say optional, obviously, I didn't realize, but there you go. (laughs) Uh, I've got some more here. This game hits its stride pretty quick, and before you know it, you're doing some pretty amazing trick shots. Hardcore roller power. That is until Rollerdrome decides to uh, ask... Sorry, decides to put to you... uh, Put you to task and grinds your chin into the cement. This game is hard. There's a definite moment in it where it says, "If you can't do this, then you probably can't out to uh, you aren't cut out to be a roller drum star, right, punk? <laughs> and maybe you you really aren't cut out. I tried. It was hard as heck. There's not exactly a lot to keep you interested. There's no upgrades to weapons. There's or skill trees or roller skate upgrades. Everything does what it says on the tin. And maybe I would have liked." just something else to drag me through Rollerdrome's brutish late game difficulty. In Souls games or Hollow Knight or classic insert challenging game here, there's stuff to do. You can upgrade, you can explore, you can change your build, etc. But Rollerdrome says no to all of that. Are you a Rollerdrome champ or not? (laughs) Much like in real life, becoming a champion isn't really about skill trees or upgrades or fancy new cosmetics. It's about doing something over and over until you're very good at it. You see, uh, you see tiny shimmers, caustics on the very distant skull ceiling or skill ceiling, of some notion of being the best, quote unquote. But there's many other things to do in this life other than animation. I mean, becoming a champion in Rollerdrome, <laughs> uh, and that's where I left it. Oh, uh, great write-up! 
yeah, I mean, a hard agree. That that shit gets really fucking hard in the late game. Yeah, I mean, I didn't realize that you could turn the challenges off, and so I couldn't get to the final tier. Uh, right. Yeah. 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 Um. And and that's the other thing. There's boss fights in this game, and oh, yeah. the the boss fights are awesome. Yeah. They're like, I mean, look, we're into spoiler territory here, but like, uh, there's a couple of times you you face these end level bosses that are these huge spider tanks and like you've got to skate up and around them and like shoot them in the core mm. and it's just so simple but it's so good it's just like yeah if all i can do is skate and shoot then the boss should be made of things i can skate, skate on, on and shoot at yeah. Yeah, the big uh, hexapod boss uh, was very cool. Was there another boss at the end? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was just kind of a twist on, on the hexapod. Okay. The uh, the final boss in this game had me had me trying it a, a couple of times, but mm. it it does a really good thing where if you die at the boss, uh, oh, you know, because yeah. you, you know you've got to play through a whole level and then go to the next arena to face the boss. And, uh, yeah, if you die at the boss, it's just like, would you like to play from the start or do you just want to face the boss again? Yeah, that was really cool. I'm like, yes, don't make me waste my time proving I can do something that I already did. That I've already done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was sort of that moment of dread when I died there as well. I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to fucking do all this horrible, you know, I don't want to do this again. I've just done it. (laughs) It took ages. Uh, And then it's like, no, no, it's all right. You can just fight the boss. And I was extremely (laughs) relieved. Um, yeah. yeah um you also mentioned the music that yeah. i turned the music up too in, yeah. in the options definitely weird that it could it's be slow. louder yeah i know it's yeah. like kind of silent against the the clatterings of the guns mm. um but i would love it to be even more pumping i think i could have turned up even higher yeah um, yeah there's some solid tracks in there yeah really and it's all it's all just kind of like it, it's you know the game is set in 2030 and the music sounds like it's techno made in 2030 <laughs> yeah yeah there's some, like some jazzy stuff in there you know as well it's like, <laughs> yeah true it's pretty it's pretty flip floppy um but yeah it, it pumps pretty good um did you have a favorite gun uh oh yeah so i mean like like everything in this game it's pretty simple you don't have like a huge arsenal you've got four guns yeah um yeah i think my favorite gun was like the charge up sniper oh yeah yeah the one that didn't didn't lock on you had to aim yeah yeah because like that was so accurate from so far away so you could like fly up a heart oh my god we didn't you know in both our spiels we didn't mention bullet time that's oh like, god yeah that's pretty that's, important <laughs> <laughs> that's like all right so when you're flying around shooting things you can slow down time for a period and um it's amazing like the, the animation in this game is good but when you're bullet timing you can be in the middle of a trick you can be like no matter what you're doing you can bullet time and start shooting something and it looks awesome you'll yeah. be like flying through the air doing flips and then you just get your guns out and start shooting and you see the adversaries before you kind of fall and die and bleed out in slow motion and it's just the best it's so cool yeah um yeah the slow motion was handled really well there was rarely a time when i felt like i didn't have enough you know like it was Mm. kind of a really well tuned number or amount of slow motion time um uh, yeah i really liked the dual pistols Mm, Um, mm -hmm. i felt like they were just so cool and versatile and looked awesome when you shot them you know having both your hands up as you're like skating around like max Payne style is really cool yeah um but yeah i also liked that one i also noticed you say it was really accurate from far away i think there was a pretty heavy level of just like hitbox you know generosity going on oh totally like you could with with that sniper you could hit things so far away that you couldn't even see the person but you saw the reticle turn red and so it was all just about like flying in the air and then you know moving the reticle around until it turned red if someone was in the distance it it wasn't even about being accurate really (laughs) yeah um 
The other thing I will say is we're talking about like individual things that we liked and didn't like. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. like the laser enemy that sort of shoots a blue beam that leaves flames oh. behind. Yeah, see, they that's annoying. <laughs> that's why the the sniper was my favorite weapon. Yeah, you can take you those out just, with one. It, with one. Yeah, yeah, and and that's like it reminded me of Halo in that way that like all of the weapons would designed with certain enemies in mind Mm. like there's a big guy who shoots rockets at you and the only way you can kill him in one go is because like if you start shooting him he puts up a shield but the only gun that allows you to kill him without him putting up the shield is the a full clip on the pistols in slow motion and, uh, you know, there's just a bunch of stuff like that, that where you like apply a gun to each enemy yeah. and the game doesn't tell you about it. You just no. learn that by playing it. There is a little bit like when they, when you first get the guns, it's like, Hey, here's a couple of enemies that you could use this gun against. And it's kind of like hinting oh. in that direction. You know, like when you get the shotgun, it's like, yeah, use this to, to beat the uh, shield boys. Right. Right. Of course. That's why they're there. I was... Yeah. I was not, uh, I was not cognitating at that level. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're teaching you about the, like the shotgun has this mechanic where like, if you aim, it has like two bars that come together and sort of like God of War active reload style, you can shoot and get a bonus if you, Mm -hmm. if you shoot when the two bars meet in the middle. Um, and yeah, they're teaching you that at that point in time, but they're sort of also throwing you an enemy that is like supposed to be shot with that technique. Right. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, I don't know if they did the same thing for the other guns, but I distinctly remember that one. Uh, right. I mean, yeah, it's it's one of those things where, like, I must have absorbed that information because that's how I played it. Like, that's how I used the shotgun. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I, I don't I don't remember doing that tutorial and being like, ah, yes, use the shotgun on the shield, people. Yeah, yeah. The, the other thing as well is, speaking of these weapons and their bespoke usages for specific enemies... Uh, it's best to play this game in like a couple of sessions close together. Um, mm. If you take mm. like a lengthy break, like I did, like a week and a half, two weeks, you just forget <laughs> everything. Yeah. Forget what the weapons do, how to use it, like how to do tricks. You forget everything. Uh, yeah. Because it's not that the like anything's complicated. It's just that you kind of need to have it in your fresh in your mind. Mm. And yeah. so I had to relearn everything, <laughs> which was annoying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I could see that because like, like you said in your spiel, it's not like the controls are particularly complicated, but you do use a lot of buttons that maybe aren't universal across other games. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's some cool tricks you do, lots of skating stuff thrown in there, or like roller skating stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of really nice forgiveness, like um, you know, if it doesn't, if it sort of looks like you won't make a jump, you kind of make the jump. If you, mm. if it looks like you shouldn't be able to grind on something because of the angle you're approaching it, it'll kind of like let you grind on it anyway. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I mean, like it is a hard game, but there's it, it makes these nice concessions, which I really liked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. That's, that's a great call out. Yeah, it was really nice not having to, I don't know, you just didn't have to worry with Roller Drone. Yeah. Like you were just there to skate and shoot. And once you learned the buttons, you could do just that. Like you can go off a half pipe and if you're coming down and it's like just solid ground, there's no half pipe. Yeah. You just do a roll and don't lose any momentum. Like yeah. It's, just, yeah. it's yeah. just fun. Yeah. They're very forgiving. I don't think you can't fall off your roller skates unless you fly off a ledge, you know, unless you like land in a kill, kill zone. Yeah, and even then, it just, like, you don't even lose your combo if you fall off the edge of a stage. (laughs) Yeah, which is crazy. You lose 10 health if you've got 10 health to lose. Uh, Uh, I don't know what happens. I seem to remember flying off the ledge at, like, less than 10 health but not dying. Like, it kind of, like, keeps you alive, keeps you going. Right. Like, it's not fatal even if you you are below the threshold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not sure about that, though. I haven't tested uh, yeah, but yeah, had a great time with Rollerdrome. I think it was a great pick. Um, Hell yeah! I think it was like the perfect amount of game for a game club game. You know, it wasn't mm. too long. It wasn't too complicated. Mm-hmm. It had like oh, there was a little bit of story in there as well, but I didn't really soak it up too much. Um, yeah, so I, I got a couple of notes here about 
about those bits and they they didn't overstay their welcome which was great but like uh between i don't even think it was between the levels but between the tiers of of, of which you know the levels are, are attached to there's maybe four or five tiers um you you get like a little bit of first person exploration in like the the roller drone locker rooms and that kind of thing and uh you know there was some commentary around police brutality and like um totalitarian governments and like yeah. all all that kind of commentary is is super welcome but it just kind of felt a little out of place like yeah it, it was just like you've got a cool futuristic skating shooting game and yeah. i don't i don't know it just felt kind of like that indie thing that we talk about sometimes where the developers are like i have something to say yeah and it's like yeah okay i get it i get you have something to say but um yeah it, they're pretty short yeah. um but at the same time it didn't really feel like they were needed um yeah, yeah. and you could skip them just just like them. yeah just like when you uh died at a boss you don't have to redo the level it's like you can just skip the non skatey shooty bits so yeah they really they really came uh to the fore with all the options around how you play yeah yeah i mean i think my preferred method of this kind of story would be like even just like booting the game up if it just showed like some slow panning camera shots of like here's the stadium and then like here's the locker room and like a poster on the wall or like a pamphlet you know like something yeah. that i didn't necessarily have to interact with but if i sat around and watched the you know the intro not even the intro just the splash screen at the start i would get a sense of what the world was like totally um, i think that would be pretty cool or even like what would be even even better oh cyberpunk 2077 does this thing where like as you're loading into the world it has like a little bit of a news story it's like a good morning night city and it gives you a little bit of like you know here's what's going on right now in night city and it's like oh, it cha yeah. changes as you progress the game a little bit as well so right it could do a similar thing where like when you boot up the game if you or like if you load a new stage or maybe you make it to the next tier you get like a really short little vignette of just some voiceover with some still shots or like panning cameras yeah yeah well i will say and i don't want to anger any developers but this little these little sections in in between the main game kind of felt like the developers had more budget than they thought and yeah. were like oh let's uh you know let's put yeah. these little segments in you know uh so yeah, it was one of those things where I wonder if they look back and they're like, oh, you know, we we could have released it without those uh, little sections. Yeah, in in a game that's just like so threadbare of like, you know, modern accoutrement, that's like, uh, what would you call it? You know, like I said, like skill trees and upgrade mm -hmm. paths and mm -hmm. bonus content. This game is just a video game to have <laughs> to have like even had a little crack at um at doing some story it's like oh you probably didn't need to um, yeah yeah but what was there was so threadbare I, it, it hardly bears mentioning you know yeah yep agree hell yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's, that's um, the game that's roller drone baby hell yeah so glad we're, we're we're coming to the party in the new format you know if if you're if you're coming back to the pod after a couple of weeks break we've changed the way that we do the monthly game plot uh game yeah. plot. we just we just choose now we just choose exactly what we want to play and so far we're one for one one for one can we go two for two this next game is my choosing and... that was supposed to be a drum roll by the way uh, <laughs> it's, it's not a very good one uh it is a boomerang x hell yeah so how do you hear about this one this was on a list of games uh that i saw it was like originally when i was heaps on twitter there was this person who was like updating this list of like cool little weird unknown indie games and it was like perfect for game club fodder it was all stuff that was kind of kind of short interesting weird hardly known hardly heard of um i think i've heard of boomerang x somewhere in the past but not i, I, I don't know what it's about um, sick yeah can't wait to play it hell yeah um well yeah this is also a game that i think is only available on pc um 
which is like newly available for game club because i've got a steam deck that can run pc games so yeah, yeah that's that's very exciting for me <laughs> yeah it's very exciting um <laughs> yeah so i guess you know dear listener if you played roller room let us know your thoughts and feelings and now's your notification to go out and get boomerang x if you if you feel like it if you have the spare cash floating around mm-hmm. and uh and, and play it with us we'd love to we'd love to talk to you about it hell yeah all right you want to wrap it up okay is it my turn to say the ending it is okay uh 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 <laughs> 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 um uh we'll see you next time it's almost the weekend again goodbye i'll take it bye, bye. <laughs>